Hello everyone and welcome to Cooking with Positivity. I am your host, Zykia McCoy. Here at Cooking with Positivity, we like to focus on positivity meaning to success. Whether that be in your business, in your love life, or in your everyday decision making. We're going to go ahead and kick us off with our positivity poem for the month. Think of the time and energy we put into others. Put thought behind the actions of life. Take conscious steps to fill the hearts and minds of the people. Grab a big bowl of positive thoughts and spread them around. Take words like compassion, heartfelt, and empathy. Put actions behind them and make your thoughtfulness felt. It is Wednesday, hump day. We're going to be joined by our co-host and family member Lisa Deshawn for a little host chat when we come back. Here at Cooking with Positivity, we like to remain in the positive mind frame. But we also speak out on injustices and ways to affect change positively. We encourage you to speak out and use your voice and platform to affect positive change today. Hey CWP family, we know that you have products as well as businesses and even podcasts that you would like to promote. We here at Cooking With Positivity love to support our fellow entrepreneurs, businesses, and podcasters. So we created some great packages for you. With our PRP package, you can get your product, business, or podcast promoted right here on Cooking With Positivity for only $50, as well as social media posts to accompany your promo. So don't wait, get your PIP package today. Ladies, I know being quarantined is hard, especially when it comes to our hair. But myself and Lisa Deshawn have got the tools you need to get your hair whipped, dipped, laid, fried, dyed, and made to the side. Check us out. Hair game with Lisa providing you wigs, weaves, tracks, bundles for great prices, great quality on the West Coast and myself on the East Coast. Contact us today to take care of your hair care needs. Welcome back, guys. We are joined by Lisa Deshawn. Lisa, how are you today? Man, I'm so good. You know, I'm good. How how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, gearing up for Turkey Day tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm gearing up for my baby's birthday and gearing up for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Doing a whole lot of gearing up, girl. That's what, <laughs> that's what we do. The end of the year. You know what? I love, even though I'm really not a celebrator of the holidays, I haven't been in over 10 years, but I do, this time of year, I love the weather. Okay. I love, I love the, um, I, I just love the feeling, and I don't know, because I know we don't, we don't celebrate Christmas. My baby girl, her birthday is Christmas Eve. We celebrate her birthday, but I, we really don't celebrate Christmas. I really have not bought a tree, Christmas tree, in over 10 years and did the whole thing, the whole gamut. You know, but look, 
whoever does, I mean, enjoy. That's just something that I don't do. But I do love that, um, you know, it, it is a lot of stuff going on. It's time to eat. People like to get together and have dinner and whatnot throughout the holidays, which I love to engage in. You know, um, and yeah, I. When I go to the store, I pick up little things for the for, for my for my grandbabies and stuff like that. But I, I just love I don't it's a certain type of feeling of this season that I love. It, it, it gravitates, you know, to me. But I don't do the extra stuff. But I do like if somebody say they got something going on, boom, I'm there. However. Since the pandemic is, 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 is here, we're in a pandemic, I don't I don't think it's gonna you know Well see that's I, the thing, like with I don't know what's... with this season, the pandemic has made it even more important to stay connected with family. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, you know, the pandemic has brought us closer. Because I, 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 that too. It's, a, it's one of those things where because we can't be together, everybody can't be together, everybody's right. making a point to do virtual holidays, you know, make sure you're cooking with your relatives online. They got so many different, you know, outlets and ways you can stay connected. Right. Like, the uh, Facebook has Portal. And, okay. you know, you know about the Zoom. Right. Right. And Google Google has uh, the the rooms. Right. And you could do duo. There's so many other ways now that we could connect virtually if you can't right. be physically in the house with everybody. Right, right, right. And that is a beautiful thing, especially, you know, if you have relatives who are very susceptible to COVID. I'm one of those people now. <laughs> so okay. trying yeah, to get right. together with everybody, especially family members from out of town, that's not that's not right. it this year. Right, 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 right. It's it's you know what this year is is, is definitely gonna it's definitely totally different, and I don't know what people are gonna do. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, some people are going to follow the rules and they're going to like, you know what, I can't go to uh, a Big Mama house this year because there's going to be a gang of people there, you know. Because some people, it's not just, they just not, they're not going to follow the rules. I hate this doggone COVID-19 thing, Kim. Yeah. And I really, I really, really, really hate it. And um, I'll be glad. When, I mean, can we get back to normal? When, are we gonna get back to normal? And see, I feel like if people start following the rules and start uh-huh. social distancing, we can get back to yeah. normal or yeah. a new yeah. normal. Right. Faster. But if people are not wearing their masks, people are not social distancing, people are feeling sick but still going out. People who are mm. yeah, that's that's great. Going around people they're in areas Mm-hmm. And they're not, you know, sanitizing, washing their hands, and you know, right. being mindful of 
what they're first of all what you're bringing back right 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 and right. then you know you're not being mindful of the people that you're around if you have you know family right. and friends that are easily susceptible to not only covid but the flu pneumonia things like that you have to be mindful of the germs that you're spreading exactly i mean it's it's crazy it's crazy it's i mean man and i understand i understand the need to be around family and friends i understand everybody wants to gather but if you know your family hasn't been tested if you know it's been it's taking a toll on us we've been through this thing uh what for how many months now i know that i have really embraced this thing in february however (laughs) i think that it had hit what in december what uh 2019 yeah, I was, you know what, I was walking around really, 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 you know, you know, um, and, and thank goodness, I, you know, I'm still, you know, negative, straight, because when it first hit, I wasn't tripping until somebody said, you, what, look, this is what's going on, then everybody was buying all the toilet paper and just going crazy, okay, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Now, I And that's just how I am, but it is taking a toll on me. I don't go outside, but this thing right here, I don't go outside. I, it's just crazy. And see that that's where everybody is, you know, losing it. Especially if you're not accustomed to being at home, if you're not comfortable being at home. Hold <laughs> on, but for a person that 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 don't mind being in the house. But just going out doing regular stuff, and you gotta put on your mask, you gotta put on your gloves, you gotta, you know, you gotta put the hand sanitizer on you when you when you put your groceries in the car, you put your, you do your sanitizer when you. It's just too much. Oh yeah. It's not regular. You just wanna go and flip a, you, you know, it, man. But that's how the, I like to say. Wearing on me, Z, is wearing on me. Oh, I, I, I appreciate it. I know. I hear you. <laughs> it's well, wearing on me, too, sometimes. Especially, man. you know, with my my new normal, my new health. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nervous about yeah. being out in the world. Isn't that something that we have to be worried about just going outside of our door just to go do normal stuff? That's the scary thing. But... It's- just to do normal stuff, just to go get your groceries, just to go, if, you, if you're if you the, the person that doesn't pay your bills online, you go to the actual, uh, um, you know, uh, establishment to pay your bill. You understand right. what I'm saying? Uh, if you go to the, if you work out, you go to the gym, 
if you go to the beauty salon, if you go to the uh, nail salon, you know, the normal, regular stuff that we are accustomed of doing, we are doing it a different way. We are wearing masks, we are wearing gloves, there's um, those shields that separate, uh, you know, the person that's giving us the services, right. you know, it's crazy, it's how long are we going to do this? Is this going to be, it, is this the new normal? It is. Is this the new normal? And if this is the new normal, that, that means it's going to go on until infinity. So we're going to be wearing masks for now on? I mean, until, until they get a handle on it, until the vaccine is created, verified, and proven yeah. to work. But right. one of the beautiful things that has come out of this pandemic is the okay. crazy deals. Oh, well, okay. That is, that is one of the most amazing things that has come yep. out of this because everybody is doing sales differently <laughs> this uh-huh. year. Because, you know, normally it's only Black Friday. It's the day after tomorrow. Right, right, but right. with the pandemic... They've been having Black Friday sales all November long. Yeah, they have been. I, 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 I've, yeah, you're right. They have been. And I've been trying to take advantage of some of these deals, you know, especially with Christmas coming up. Well, I got of the little people, but also I have, you know, my my mom. I definitely want to get her a really good gift. You know, she held me down. When I was when I was down and out, you know, she, she kept her grandbabies for me, and I uh, I watched the Tyler Perry play the other night. Which one? Uh, Medea on the Run. Medea on the Run. Yes, and he said something in that play that kind of hit home with me. He said, um, you know. Your grandparents are not obligated to do anything for your children because they're your grandparents. Oh, okay. You are the parent. Right. So, if anything they do is a gift to your children. Yeah. For your children. Mm -hmm. Other than love them. That's their only obligation. And it made me sit back and think how much my mom not only does for me, but does for my children. And she got, what, six grandkids now? Really? Yep. So when I think about that, I always want to honor her any chance I get. You know, I'll take care of my mama when I got it. But for like holidays, birthdays. Right. I try to go that extra that extra mile for my mom. Okay, yeah. We always do for our parents, you know. Mm-hmm. Now my siblings it's a lot of us. I'm the oldest of seven. Okay. And they got kids. Well, not all of them, but like I said, mm-hmm. it's six <laughs> six grandbabies. So it's enough kids. Mm-hmm. For me to try to get everybody something. Yeah, right, right, right. 
but I'm a creative, so I'm creating most of my gifts. They're going to be individualized. Right, right, right. And for... For all of my uh, customers, anybody listening out there, I have a sort of cookie sale going on. Okay, okay. What kind of cookies? They're going to be uh, cranberry s'mores, and it's going to be uh, three uh, unique cookies. So it's going to be oh. eggnog cookie, and the other two is going to be a surprise. And that that is the sale that's going on for the month of December. Okay. So make sure you get your assorted cookies. Get and, them cookies, y'all. And you know we got our uh, our Black Friday sale for our VIP package right here on Cooking with Positivity for seventy five dollars this week only. So y'all make sure y'all grab the deal grab it. while it's up there. It. And that'll give you advertisement for the whole month of December. Right here on Cookable Positivity. And that's Monday through Friday. Yeah. Every episode. And all of our social media platforms. So, that's $75 going a long way if you think about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Lisa, you got your, your bags... I see your post up. All right, all right, all right. So y'all, right. y'all better make sure y'all taking advantage of these deals. Come on, get, get, get your deals. The deals is good right now. You get some. Get, you get, the deals is good right now. This is the time to get your deals. And we got some. We got some more deals coming up the day after Thanksgiving. It's gonna be the bomb. Yes. So make sure y'all taking advantage. And we'll That's be. Right back with Danielle Allen. Are you an artist looking for some exposure? Or do you have a project you would like to promote? Maybe you would like to be interviewed. Send us an email at cookingwithpositivity at gmail.com so we can help you reach for the stars. Tango is back. And he is war ready. Be sure to support this single as well as all his hits. SoundCloud. YouTube. Spotify. iTunes. Wherever you stream your music. Our book club book for the month of November is Truth or Dare by Danielle. 
Well, all nine of my best friends reunited for a destination wedding. I was not surprised someone suggested we play Truth or Dare. The secret exposing truths and the harmlessly fun dares bonded our close-knit friend group in college and kept us close throughout the year. So, when Kingston Wright was there to kiss me, I didn't think anything of it. Harmless kisses were always a part of Truth or Dare. But there was nothing harmless about that kiss. I felt something between us that I shouldn't have. Truth or Dare can be risky when you're 20. But when you're 30, it can be reckless. You can pick this book up on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Be sure to read, follow along, share and discuss. We will have Daniel Allen on at the end of the month to discuss this book. So be sure to join us today. All right. Welcome back, guys. We are joined by author, entrepreneur, romance novelist, positively readable award recipient or nominee, Danielle Allen. Danielle, how are you today? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Yes, indeed. Now, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I am, as you said, I'm an author, entrepreneur. I am a life coach. I also teach college courses. I do a little bit of all those things. And, um... (laughs) I am, what book number is going to be? So I just finished a book today, but the book that comes out next will be my 32nd book. And I've been since 2013, and I love it. I love what I do. Wonderful. We're going to get into, uh, we're talking about Truth or Dare. That's the book discussion. That's our book club book for the month. But before we get there, <laughs> we got to dive into this because 32nd book, that's major. It's a lot of books. I am very, very excited about it. It is 30 of the books are uh, fiction and two are nonfiction. And those are the self-love, uh, motivational journaling books for so the art of being and the art of being love. Everything else is fiction. And the single life with Zola Patterson is the most recent one that came out last week. And that's part one. Part two comes out on Tuesday. And so I've been, that's how honestly I've been getting through like Corona's shutdown quarantine. <laughs> like I've been pushing them out. So. Okay. 
okay? you are able to keep your creative juices flowing during this pandemic I want to get a little bit deeper into your creative process I know the story because we've had plenty of discussions about writing and amongst (laughs) other things but can you tell the listeners what got you into writing how did you go down this road of passion Like, you know, in hindsight, 
I probably could have broke that up into a couple, a couple of, of books. books. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it, 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 uh, that was the only one I was thinking I was going to write. So I was in there, like, trying to make it happen. So I published it, and, um, and someone reached out to me and was like, hey, do you have a... Like, do you have a, a website? Do you have a Facebook page? Like, and I was like, no. So she, like, told me about this whole indie author community that I knew nothing about. And that is how I, like, started, um, like, I developed a fan base just, like, slowly but surely on um, writing and putting stuff out. But it really started with that 30 by 30 list and, like, having a goal that I wanted to write a book and then writing it, and then and then publishing it. Because when I published it, the only people who had read it was my ex and my best friend. And they, or my best friend was going to keep it real the whole time. He was more like, I believe them, but at the same time, he was going to say he liked it anyway. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, I like this, so I'm going to publish it. And so it just so happened that if Natalie hadn't, like reached out to me and said, hey, email me, I wouldn't have even known that an indie author community even existed. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I know that uh, when I grow up, I want to be just like you, okay? <laughs> and me, both of y'all, the oh, authors, okay? Okay, right, these books. Now, let me Man and these let me ask you a question. Okay, so when you're writing, when you when you when you say, okay, I'm gonna write a book, okay, um, do you already have the 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 the, um, the book in your mind, and and and, and how does it, how, how, what's the process basically? That's the, that's the main question. What is the process of writing a book when you have a book that you need to burst out of you? For me, for everyone, it could be different. It's definitely different for everyone. It plays like a movie in my head. And so I will know, depending on the project, like, so I have a series of, like, Poe-inspired works. Once I know which Poe poem or short story I'm inspired by, then I know, like, the bones of what the story is going to be. But for the stuff that is just coming to me, it comes to me and it's playing like a movie in my head. And I just write what I'm seeing. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, whenever I try to outline, like, okay, this is what I want them to do, it right. doesn't necessarily go that way. They do what they want, and I am just recording what it is that they okay. are having transpired. But mm-hmm. I will know, like, the ending sometimes. Like, I'll know, I'll know the characters' names. I'll know the purpose, why I'm writing it, and Uh I'll know the message that I want people to get from it, Mm -hmm. and I'll know how I want it to end. Everything else that plays out is up to them. That's interesting because, you know, um, I am writing, and, you know, when I think of of some things, I said, wow, that's, man, that's, that can go in the book. That sounds good. That's a good twist and a turn. And you know, I, I just re- I record it. Now, you know, I just I just 
say what, what, what popped in my mind and I record it really quick because sometimes I can't get to a pen. I may be in the bed and something popped in my mind. I said, dang, that's a, that's a great, that's going to work. You know, so do you, do you guys do things like that or do you have your pen and your pad on your nightstand or what, you know, what, what do authors go through? <laughs> Daniel, I'm gonna let you go ahead and take that one because. Uh... <laughs> For me, I have a pen and uh, paper, like on my nightstand. I have a little notebook. Okay, but um, sometimes if I'm out, I'll like jot it down in my notes in my um in my phone, or if like there's a line or something that keeps playing in my head, or if I'm seeing a scene. A lot of times, though. I have my um, laptop with me. Like, I don't make too many moves without my laptop. So, if it's really coming to me, I have no problem being like, hold on, guys. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, my laptop, okay. make it happen. Okay. Okay. Because I find myself, uh, uh, you know, uh, when I'm in bed, that's when, the, that's when, you know, things come to me. When I'm just, you mm-hmm. know... You know, that's when they come to me, and I grab my phone, and I just record it. Now, my thing is, when I think of, a, like you say, a scene, because that's how I, that's how I visualize, and that's how, you know, it, it pops in my mind, and I, I see it like a movie, and then I, I record it, but if I'm at my, at my desk, I will write it down. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, okay, all these things that I all these things that pop in my mind like a movie, I'm like, okay, how am I going to put to put them together? You know what I mean? So is it popping up in like separate scenes or is it popping yeah. up like Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have a friend who writes like that. I uh-huh. can't do it. Like okay. I will be stuck at one spot for a long time until right. I like can figure out how it's gonna move. I can't just skip over it, but I have a friend who writes scenes, and then at the, on the back end, pieces it all together. So it's whatever works for you, whatever feels good to you. So if if you see a scene, and then you see another scene, write those scenes out, and then, like, tie them together however they need to be tied together. But you have to do what feels authentically good to you. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. I will say, I have notes everywhere. I, it's wherever I am at the time like literally if I'm not if I'm not near a pen and a paper piece of paper which is seldom because I have in my purse on my desk my nightstand in the bathroom I have like pens and notepads everywhere in the kitchen because I she got them in the bathroom okay because ideas come to me all day every day and my brain works in different compartments so I'm normally writing multiple things I'm normally you know working on multiple things it's just not for the podcast it's for the books that I'm writing or for recipes that's coming to mind so I always have to have you know Mm -hmm. somewhere to put it (laughs) and if I can't Mm -hmm. get get to it then I have I have docs on my phone I have uh my wow. quick memos on my phone I have my voice recorder on my phone it's just kind of whichever one I get to first I'll I'll have to get it down 
because yeah, my like brain it is on. Like <laughs> it it wow. sounds like that, but uh, some people call it, you know, <laughs> compulsive <laughs> because I have them everywhere. But I have to because my brain works in overdrive. I'm always in like a creative overflow. I have ideas all day, every day. So I got to make sure I get them out. Now you, oh, yeah. <laughs> wrong with that. Now you okay. said that you know the ending of your stories. Yeah. Now. I know. <laughs> that's pretty much my process too. When I get when I get a story idea, I already know how it's gonna end. I just don't know how we're gonna get there. Exactly. That's the part that I have to work on because I already know where I want my characters to end up. I already know, you know, what's their what's their story. It's just the journey that I have to take with them. That's what takes me so long to write books because I'm trying to get to the end. Right, and sometimes though, even when you if you, because I've had this happen where I know what I want the ending to be and as long as I'm getting the message across right. that's flexible if the characters have told me that's not where they're going. So there have been times where I've been like, okay, this is how I want this to end. And then as the story's going, it's like, okay, so so you don't love him. Yeah, All it's, right. it's that pushback of okay, my, this character doesn't want to go with my ending, so now I have to either scrap exactly. it or try to figure out a way to get them here anyway. Exactly. And sometimes if you force it, it'll feel forced. Oh, yes. And it comes across forced. That's mm-hmm. why I get I get a, I don't like the uh, the negative reviews that mm. I get from, you know, readers. Mm. Because it makes it hard <laughs> to put out work <laughs> okay yeah. here's what you have to do you ca- you have to write for you you right. have to write for you and at the end of the day because there's always you're, you can't please everybody and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have anything to do with you so you have to remember that and you have to write it in a way so once you have like when I finish writing I love it it's the story I want to tell that way if once I put out my best quality of the story that I'm trying to tell, now it's just a relationship between the reader and the book. And you don't know what the person has been through, and they could be triggered by something in the book. And it has nothing to do with your writing, your story, or anything. Right. But they've dealt with a situation like that. They, like, you use a name that reminds them of their childhood story. You use a city that they had a hard time in. But something could be triggering them, and they don't like the book, therefore they don't like, you know what I mean, like they have negative things to say because right. <laughs> they are having a negative experience with the book. But that's between them and the book. And, like, reading is a personal experience. And so just think about it how, like, any time you've gone to the movies, not like the movie, and felt like, man, I want my $10 back, I mean, they put that out. That, that was somebody's hard work. Like, when you think about it, like, a bunch of people put their work together, put their money together to put that movie together, and you didn't connect with it. But that doesn't mean that the next person won't. 
it just wasn't for you. Right. And so when you're writing, don't read if don't read the reviews if um if it's like making it hard for you to write. Because if, if it is your calling to write, then you need to be writing. And don't let other people's thoughts and opinions negatively impact what your purpose to do. And I get mm-hmm. that. And I get that now. When I first started, I wish I would have got that message early on because mm-hmm. I've read all the reviews. When I say all of them, I was asking people, hey, write me a review. And I wasn't sure what I was asking for. And then I started getting them and I was like, okay. I don't need to be in this part of the writing process. So much yeah, so. I feel like it is a difficult part of it because you are getting, especially when you are putting so much into what it is that you're writing and then you get in there and you're like, all right, I did my thing. And then someone reads it and they're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and it's like, well, well wow. I just poured my heart and soul into this and you're telling me you don't like it. But like, that's their experience with the book. That has, that has less to do with you and more to do with their experience with your story or your characters or like how it ended. There are people who will like give you a bad review because they don't like how the story ended. They feel like the person should have ended up with someone else, or they feel like, why did that have to happen? Whatever the case may be. Right. Right. There's a complaint that has less to do with. Now, if it's something to do with, like, okay, because I feel like also there can be some reviews that are negative, but it's something for you to learn. Right. Like someone's like, oh, this is too. X, Y, and Z. It's like, hmm, was it? And then, like, really look at, all right, what can I learn from this review? But sometimes it has nothing to do with you. It's all about their experience with the book. Right. And that that is what we call constructive criticism, when you can take something from it. Now, if you just write and, oh, this is trash, that's not, <laughs> that's not going to help anybody. So I, I definitely appreciate constructive criticism. <laughs> now, uh, we need to get into Truth or Dare. Can you tell the listeners, for those who have not been following along with the book club book this month, what Truth or Dare is about? Truth or Dare is about Kingston and Simone and their friend group all going down to the Dominican Republic for um, for a wedding, for one of their best friends' wedding. And they are, they've been best friends since college. It's a group of nine of them total. And they always have a good time. And they go on this, on this trip, and it's a bridal party like pre-wedding celebration, like before all the guests come, and they decide they're going to play a game of truth or dare, like they always did when they were in school. And um, Kingston was there to kiss Simone, and some sparks flew that weren't ever there before, and they were both like, "What yeah. <laughs> is happening right now?" And so. Truth or Dare is about um, it's about what happens when you have fun with your friends and 
a line is crossed and feelings pop up out of nowhere. Now. Well, that makes it sound sweeter than it is. They get into it. <laughs> this book is definitely <laughs> more... This I wrote more sex scenes for this book than probably um, any of my other ones, but that's because of who they were as people, and that's how they presented their story to me. Yeah, and I, I recognize the difference in personalities from this book and Sweatpants Season. I... They were very open when it comes to sex and sexuality and just the conversation of it. Yes. So I want to... But I, wanna... I feel like... <laughs> what was your question? Because I feel like I was about to answer it. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to dive into that a little bit because I did see a tweet that you posted up comparing a Kingston... You told us to choose between Kingston and what is the main character from Sweatpants season? Carlos. Carlos, yes, because I have Kingston on the brain right now. Um, but <laughs> I don't feel it's a fair comparison because we don't learn as much about Carlos as we do about Kingston when it comes to Absolutely. that realm. <laughs> so I wanted to... Absolutely. Now, you were about to uh, say something. I was just going to say that with with uh, Carlos and uh, uh, Akila, yes. yes, Carlos and Akila, um, I feel like there's been a number of books since then. Um, they were not friends. They were, I don't want to say enemies, but kind of. Like, he didn't rock with him and his crew, and so we learned about it. It was more of a, you know, we have to get to know each other type of relationship. And as it progressed, we knew a little bit more. But with Kingston and Simone, there's a comfort level when it's your friend. And this wasn't just like a random friend. This is one of her best friends. They've been best friends since they were 18, 19 years old, and now they are 30. Right. And so they have been through a lot together, and so it's a it's a different dynamic. So there's a, a more of a comfort level to be able to be as sexually explicit as you can be. Like you are more comfortable sexually with someone you are comfortable with. Period. And so whereas Akila and Carlos wanted each other. They didn't have that same dynamic that uh, Kingston and Simone would have because they met and were instantly attracted to one another, and then, you know, stuff happened. But with Kingston and Simone, they have known each other and loved each other forever in a platonic sense, and then all of a sudden, it was like... Okay, yeah. 2.0 showed up. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, because uh, I want to get into that, definitely, because that, <laughs> because, okay, I have uh, been in friends groups, similar to uh, Kingston and Simone, but everybody is not sleeping with everybody. And so that made, well, I, love it. I feel I feel like that made the friend circle 
a lot weaker. Because it seems like everybody was hooking up with everybody. At some point, there's all of that connection going on. And so, (laughs) I want to know, how did you get to that point in the characters where you said, okay, everybody going to be swapping spit with somebody in this group at some point? In relationships, because okay, so most of those relationships took place when they were in college, and I feel like in college there is some degree of that when you don't have a car on campus, so you're not really seeing other people outside of the people that you see on campus, and you are in a group of attractive people that could happen, but I feel like they are. They weren't really swapping at that. They weren't really swapping. I feel like Simone, now that I think about it, Simone is the only one who has been with more than one person in the group. And with that, like, so they all, like, kissed each other at some point uh, during Truth or Dare, but the only one who really slept with someone, um, more than one person in the group, was Simone. And... The first one, he won't even part of the group until she brought him in. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like she was messing up the friend group. She allowed him to be a part of what they already had going on. And the second one caught her by surprise because Kingston 2.0 showed up looking like that. And then he kissed her like that. And that's how those things took place. But for the most part, a lot of the relationships that did happen happened when they were in college, and they didn't like they didn't want to break up the friend group, so it was like we're gonna we're gonna remain friends. So I was thinking of like living single and friends, and how sometimes you have that spark with somebody that you've been friends with, and you don't want to ruin that friendship just because it didn't work out, especially when it's you know a relationship that happened when you were still technically a young adult. Right. Now, I want to get into that because, you know, there were friend rules. I use air quotes. Y'all can't see me, but (laughs) I use uh, air quotes. And I feel like nobody followed them (laughs) because everybody (laughs) got into a relationship with someone in the friend group at some point. So, how do you how do you go about that when you're writing these characters? I know how you go about it in the book, and I know how you go about it in the real world, but how do you go about that when you're writing these characters? How do you make that I come mean, across? <laughs> the, the friend group, their, like, whole thing is to remain friends. Like, they know, especially, like, making friends as, a, as an adult can be more challenging. So, like, they are dedicated to being friends. So when they had the, when they made the decision to, you know, not, not be in relationships, it was always to preserve the friendship, to make sure that we don't, like, break apart and people choose sides and then we fall apart. So, like, that is what I kept in mind when I was, when, the, when I was thinking of the group as a whole, 
this was a group that, like, at the end of the day, it really didn't matter if, like, if they all slept together at one point. As long as they were able to maintain their friendship, that was all that really mattered. The putting that rule in place was just so it's like, hey, don't be out here playing with, like, the feelings of, of one of us because we in this together, like, this is our group, right. and we're going to keep this group intact. But it really just boiled down to how can I, like, we need to make sure that we don't mess this up, that we keep this, keep this good. Now, we brought up Sweatpants Season. That was actually the book that was nominated for a Positively Readable Award. And... Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Reading that and then jumping into uh, Kingston and Simone, I, like you said, their dynamic, the relationship dynamic was very different. Mm-hmm. But as a man and a woman, I felt like getting to, how can I put this? Getting to the core of what Kingston and Simone could be and what Carlos and Aquila became, I feel like it was kind of the same road. So can you talk to us about the different approaches to these relationships? Well, for me, all the characters are different. And so the way they interact will be different because of who they they are different people. And so the... I feel like with Aquila and Carlos, they did not, there was a time, like, they didn't like each other at one point. It was like, instant attraction, don't like you, still attracted to you, but still don't like you, forced to work with you, still don't like you, kind of like you, really like you, you got a big dick, let's get the sense. Like, it, like that's how that progressed, whereas with, you know, Simone and Kingston, it was very much a, we, like, had this relationship, this friendship, this, like, love for each other from the beginning, so it was written so that you could see the reasons why, because they also serve different purposes, and, um, as I was saying earlier, that, like, my, I know who the characters are, and then I know what my purpose is, and what message I'm trying to get across, and they those stories serve two different purposes. So, like, the way they were written is going to be a little different because of that. So, the purpose of sweatpants season was the awareness of um, toxic masculinity, um, this rape culture, or that in season, like, this idea that, like, women's bodies and sexual choices are up for scrutiny by men for no reason other than they feel emboldened and empowered to do that and why that is damaging and problematic behavior. Whereas um, Truth or Dare was written because I couldn't go on vacation and I wanted something (laughs) light and fun because there's a lot of darkness happening and like that was the purpose. And so like because and then I mean the message of Truth or Dare is just like you know Sometimes you have to take risks. Sometimes something is right in front of you that you you don't even realize until you take that risk. 
but like because of the purposes and the meanings being different, they were gonna come off differently. Right. But but to what they have seen them definitely working with the intention of um, awareness and um, and making sure that um, it was just highlighted how like yeah men are you know out here um, there are men who are saying these things and I've had some readers say like no grown man says what the uh, the lost boy says and then I like went to Twitter and immediately saw several cases of men (laughs) saying exactly those things and it's like sometimes people will like put themselves in a bubble and like choose not to see things that are there and that have been there and so that's why I wanted to to write that and highlight that and um, whereas with you know Kingston Simone it was like how much fun can we have right let's let's enjoy let's enjoy each other and this vacation and so that was the, the purpose now uh, do you have a favorite part of this book Oh, goodness. Um, probably the, the back and forth, the banter between all of them um, amuses me. Um, and I was giggling to myself as I wrote it. But <laughs> probably my favorite scene um, would be the restaurant scene. Okay. I think that would probably be just because the um, there was a lot going on, and uh, there's a lot going on throughout this whole book. But yeah, there's a lot going on through this whole book, and I'm trying I'm trying to discuss it without giving it away because I I want everybody to read it without giving away too much. Yeah, for sure, but. <laughs> and I, that's it's, it's all that's always the hard part when we have these you know book discussions yeah. right because you, you don't want to tell it all but it's like how do how do you answer questions <laughs> or how do you say things without but i um but i would like to know what your favorite parts were what did you guys what was your favorite part well my favorite part was the beginning it was the start of the the situation after after Truth the Dare when he came to her room. I, I enjoyed that part too. That that's my that's my favorite part because me too. And I'm I, I, I'm not gonna say no more because I don't want to do a spoiler. But yeah, that was my favorite part too. It start it starts. There was something he said. And I wonder he said that really always stuck out to me. <laughs> so I um and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. And I really want to go deep into that, but I know I had two people contact me and say they they're finishing the book right now. So can we please not spoil some things for them? Right. So <laughs> right. So I would try to respect them. As much as I can, but to to get to 
the heart of Kingston and Simone. You, it sounds like you had a lot of fun with the writing process. Yes. Yes. And their, sure their ease with each other, it put me at ease as a reader. Good. And that is one of the, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to write it. Because, it, I mean, it's just 2020 has been a lot. And, and so it makes me yeah. happy to hear you say that. Because I, 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 I felt their, their ease, like, with each other. Now, I felt the, you know, discomfort and awkwardness, you know, like, the what's happening. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is about to be, ooh. But, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was a little nervous, but I was like, I'm going to keep reading. So I figured out if they could work this thing out. And their their comfort level with each other it made it, it made it easier to keep on reading. So I want to thank you for that. Cause, ooh, I can't deal with another relationship turmoil bubble, all of that <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, I want to thank you for that because that's truly what I wanted. Like that's truly why I wanted to write it. And that's the message that I was hoping to convey. So that makes me really happy to know that when you, you read it and you felt that energy and you felt that lightness and you felt like that ease, that makes me very happy. Thank you. And I, I appreciate you for your work because it's definitely needed, especially in this Thank time. You. you know, I'm always looking for a good book. If I'm not writing, I'm reading. So. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much. Now, uh, you can get Truth or Dare on Amazon. You can get it on Danielle's website. Where else can they get the book, Danielle? That's all. I'm in KU, so if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. Um, and then it's regular price on um on Amazon, and then you can order it on my website, or really, and on my website until it has officially been updated, because there's a change coming to my website in 2021, um, basically you just send me an email, and you can order it that way until, um, until the law supplies last. Awesome. That, that is, now we're going to end our discussion of <laughs> Truth or Dare right now, and if you have not been following along, Go get it's a great read and it will be Yay. nominated for a positively readable award yep, 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 Again, yep. So make sure, make sure y'all read the book and vote accordingly <laughs> I read man read the book <laughs> thank you thank you so much now uh, Danielle do you cook at all Do I cook? Yes. Absolutely. Hmm. Especially now. <laughs> I think everybody has what? become like home chefs. Okay. Like out here mixing it up. My favorite thing to cook um is my favorite food actually. It's a vegetarian stir fry. Ooh. And I eat it probably five times a week. Ooh. Um. 
and see now. Listen to this. Now, I, my oldest son, he did not like kids. But you know, when I, I I was watching something, you cannot force somebody to eat something that they don't like. If you don't have the balance, do you? You know what I'm saying? You just don't like. It. You tell my mama that. Absolutely. She don't, um, she don't believe my mother, believe it. The liver that my mother cooked was hideous. Mm-mm. She cooked the liver. It was hideous. But when I became, how old was I? Let me see. I was about 30. How was I? I was in my 30s. I was in my, yeah, I was in my 30s. Was I in my 30s? I was, I was somewhere around there. And I was I was pregnant with my with my fourth child. Right. I tell you, me and my fourth child cousin, we would meet at least twice a week to eat liver and onions at this restaurant in San Francisco. <laughs> I forgot the name. What was it called? I, I forgot the name of it. But I love the liver. My mother cannot cook liver. She, I know. <laughs> I don't know what we I think me and my brother, we my mother says I sell string beans and potatoes. Wow. I cannot stand the, the string beans and the potatoes. I tell wow. you, I love string beans right now. Let's see. <laughs> you season them jokers up real good. And I love liver and onions right now. I haven't had any liver and onions in a long time because my kids didn't like liver and onions. And so I haven't cooked it in a long time. Now I'm an empty nester. My baby is 20 years old. And I, I tell you, I haven't even cooked any liver and onions lately. I think I'm going to go and get me some liver and onions. But my mama, mm-hmm. my mother, <laughs> mommy, I love you in case you listen to this podcast. <laughs> mommy, you could not cook that liver. Let me tell you something. My mother does not believe in that rule. Unless it applies to her. She won't eat she won't eat certain stuff, but she'll make us eat it. Like I'm not a ham eater. I don't like ham. I'm not a ham person. So You don't like ham. Okay. I don't I don't like no, I don't. I don't like ham. Okay. Which is but weird because I, I like love bacon. bacon. I, but you don't like I'm the same way. I, I do not way. do not I like ham. ham. Okay. I don't eat anything pork except for bacon. So see, bacon, isn't, are we are, are we hypocrites? Because I'm like, I don't I don't know pork chops. I don't want no ham. But show up with that bacon. Are we hypocrites? I'm not. I, I don't I'll do a pork chop. Listen, I'll do a pork chop. I don't do a pork chop? Okay. And I'll do I'll do um I'll do uh prosciutto. Which is okay, like, yeah. which is fancy bacon yeah. and cheaper ham. Like, yeah. I don't know. I like, it's I like weird. That. But yeah. I don't like ham. So I don't cook Ooh. ham for the holidays. I don't do a Christmas ham. I don't do ham for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But all of my life, okay. my mother has cooked a turkey and a ham for Thanksgiving. She's okay. cooked the ham yeah, for Christmas. That's how we grew up. Turkey and ham. And she up. makes me every year. Eat a piece of bacon, a piece of ham. She does every you year. Eat you, eat you eat it. Oh no! I, ever since I was a you kid, she's she's 
And when I say, when I say it doesn't apply to her because her rule is I cook it, you eat it. This was for dinner. So when the the roles were reversed and I cooked dinner, I was like, okay, uh, I cooked it, you eat it, put it on your plate. We literally had to (laughs) wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) I literally had to sit on her and force a deviled egg in her mouth because it was not a traditional deviled egg. It was uh, my bacon cheddar deviled eggs. Now she wants me to make them every year, every event. But what I had to go through (laughs) to get her to that point is very exhausting. (laughs) And when I say every every year, how how did you do it? Because if somebody don't like something, I feel bad. I feel bad for me to try. If you don't eat your breakfast. But if somebody does not like something, I mean, we're all different. We don't like the same things. So I don't know what clicked in my mind. I said, don't, don't cook eggs for that baby. If, he, <laughs> if you make some breakfast, the eggs is, he don't like them. Mm-mm. I don't want to eat, eat something that they don't like. And then another thing, remember when we was growing up? Because I probably, I'm, I know I'm older. I know I'm older than C. Okay. But when I was coming up, you know, it was like, eat all your food. Yeah. Look, if a baby is full, yeah. is, why are you going to force a baby to eat all the food on their plate if they're full? Their stomach is their stomach. Okay? I had to let, you know what? There's no parenting manual, but these are the things that we grew up with. Eat, eat, eat all that doggone food, I'm going to beat you. What the what? Yeah. Uh, that's not even. My mom. Not realistic, y'all. No, that mom. Listen. My mom wasn't like I'm that, but my stepfather was like that. that. No, my my stepfather was like that. I spent yeah. a couple of nights at the table getting sick what? because he would oh make me sit there. Where did they get that from? Where did they get that from? And we, and I passed it down to my kids, and I don't know what light bulb came on. I said, no, you can't do that. It's you can't waste not, worth not. <laughs> what they want and what they don't like, because everybody doesn't like the same thing. And everybody doesn't have the same stomach capacity. No, if they don't. Full, you're full. If you're full, you're full. But we got to be not eating our food. <laughs> what well. the what? Well, look, I, at least I got threatened. I can't speak for y'all, but at least I got threatened. I got threatened. Food. I got threatened. I didn't get threatened by my mom. Okay, okay. My mom and was I like, got, I got, my mom was like, you, she full, let her up. But he was yeah. like, no. He was like, she playing, she wasting that food. And I'm That's like. Ridiculous. And I hate to waste food. So, you know what? When, when these times of years come by or when you have people come over your house and they're eating and stuff like that, you learn how much they can eat. So then, then you right. don't have to put food. Okay, no, she don't eat all that. Just give her this, 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 or he don't eat all that. And you can you can minimize your, your, your you know, you waste the food. But, yeah, that's how, that's I think I, that's where it started, though. Uh-huh. I think that's where it started, like the idea of wasting food. 
Uh-huh, but it's uh-huh. like, don't overload somebody's plate. Like, let someone get seconds. Right. Don't right. overstuff their plate and then get mad right. because they don't they don't eat the whole thing. I never really had to do that, only because I um the the thing that was cooked for me to the side was usually it was for one. It was so one it was just like, for you. <laughs> so right. So it wasn't like oh she she messed around with all this stuff. It's like. Alright, here's the one meal, but the the downside of that is that everybody got leftovers, like, the whole, like, Thanksgiving weekend, where, right. for me, it was like, oh, you ate your one meal, <laughs> that day. Like, oh, 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 my God. Like, oh, my God. 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 Oh, on a, you know, with some lettuce, potato, uh, a salt mm-hmm. and pepper, on some good old bread, because I, I love bread. And then, <laughs> oh, me too. And then I love the turkey when you chop it down. This is my favorite thing, chopping chopping down the turkey and uh, adding some uh, onions, some celery. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, some turkey salad. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. I love that. But... Like this year, like I said, I'm an empty nest. I'm not cooking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I... uh, can I come up and get? Can I come up and get a plate for my youngsters, for my daughters? I know one. I know two daughters is cooking. I'm filling up. I'm not cooking nothing. See, nothing. I, my mom is cooking a feast because mm, she didn't cook last year. She didn't cook. Listen, she didn't cook last year, so she got to make up for that. Oh, she's going to make up? Don't, don't, do, don't, don't work her too hard, though. I didn't, look, she made her own menu. She already started. She started this morning. What's she got? What's she, got? Uh, she got the turkey. She's making two turkeys, ham. Ooh. Yeah, okay. she's making um. She's making oxtails. She's made her pot roast already. Oh, my God. She's and making she, oxtails? Yeah, and she's made the roast beef, and she's made the shells, the stuffed shells. So, tomorrow, I guess I'll be helping with the uh, mac and cheese. I'm making the cornbread and the deviled eggs. And whatever yeah, else she got on her menu. I don't... I wish I was out there for them double double names. Girl, I'm gonna ship you some. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, look, I can't wait till I can't wait till this Corona go away so I can go somewhere. Yeah, and listen, I'm coming. My brother, uh, he no he put in his order for for deviled eggs, and he's in New York, so I gotta ship out some to him too. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. You know what? I don't. I I don't. I don't celebrate the holidays. My my daughters, they always pull me into something. But look, <laughs> if you cooking food, I'm coming to get it. I know that's right, and <laughs> that's that's why mom, I'm not doing my so much. Oyster dressing, and she's fixing a lemon meringue pie that she used to cook when we when me and you know my brother were kids, right? right? Lemon meringue pie. She's been talking about this pie all week. Oh my goodness! I look up the the, the ingredients and this it's different. And mom, just make it the way that you made it. Right. And it's all <laughs> it's all good. Cause I'm yeah. coming to get it. Come on. 
Yes, I, I ain't cooking nothing. I ain't feeling no pain tomorrow. Sometimes you just, I like to cook and I love to cook for people that love to eat. You understand mm. what I'm saying? But I have not, to be honest with you, for the last three months, I have not uh, been, you know, enthusiastic about cooking. I have been eating sandwiches, salads, and if I wanted something extra, I would order me, I order something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I ain't been in the mood to cook, and I'm not cooking now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cooking up. What you got? I'm pulling up. Listen. I feel like you have to do what feels good. And if not, if that feels good, then that's exactly what you need to be doing, not cooking. I ain't feeling it. Well, you you know my journey in the hospital all summer, so I'm enjoying being back in my kitchen and actually cooking. Hospital food is all right, but no. Right. <laughs> so, so every chance I get, I'm, I'm cooking. Right, right, right. Right. I, I miss well, my kitchen. Everybody, we have our, our moments. You know what I'm saying? Right now, my moment is, I don't feel like cooking. What you cooking? I'm pulling up. <laughs> and on that note, we are good. Daryl, can you tell the people how to get in contact with you, your email, your handles, websites, etc.? Yes. So my website is authordanielleallen.com. And you can find me on Instagram at author Danielle Allen or at Danielle Allen X. That's also how you can find me on Twitter, X Danielle Allen X. Um, I believe like Goodreads and what's the other one? Um, Bookbug. I think those are author Danielle Allen too. Facebook is author Danielle Allen, and um, and you can. Join Danielle's chat room, which is a group that I have for my readers. I do um, the teasers to unreleased works in there. Go, they go in there first. Um, they find out about sales first, about uh, special boxes and different things like that first. And then I put it in the newsletter and then I put it out to the public. So uh, Danielle's chat room is on Facebook. And yeah, you can follow me in any of those places. Awesome. Now, uh, how is Alan spelled? Because Alan can be spelled two ways, so we can find you. A-L-L-E-N. Got you. Okay. Thank you. And it will be in the description of this episode, so you can just click on it when you go to this episode. If you haven't already. (laughs) All right. And we'll be right back. We do promotions like no other. Take advantage of this unique advertising experience. Not only do you get an original promo on our podcast, but you get an amazing creative social media post to accompany your promo. We have promotions for everyone, from authors to consultants. We wanna work with you. So take the time to check out our packages and let's grow together today. Are you a writer or an author who is looking to 
spread the word about your work that you have out? Are you looking to promote your book? Well, Cook On Positivity has a Cook On Positivity book club where we read authors' work, have a discussion, and give you publicity right here on Cook On Positivity. So be sure to send us the title and any discount codes that you can offer. And we'll be sure to read and give you guys a review if asked. Or you can always buy a promotional spot right here on Cooking with Positivity where we promote your book. Hey, Cooking with Positivity family. Be sure to tune in on Thursday where we take it back. We'll break down some of our favorite old school jams, the artists who made them huge and what they mean to us. With some fun along the ride. Be sure to join us right here on Cooking with Positivity. Welcome back, guys. Now, we have started our What to Watch here at Cooking with Positivity. You know, we're watching a lot more TV. <laughs> and one of our favorite shows, or well, one of my favorite obsessions, is The Mad Singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mass Singer. You got me. You got me watching this Mass Singer, and I don't know who, who is who. <laughs> well, they had look. They had a double elimination last week. I feel like I'm all the way off. That ain't him. Okay. Listen, two people went home last week, and we're gonna have a double elimination because we got two nights of Mass Singer tonight and tomorrow. So two two more people are going home. Y'all, I don't know who nobody is. So don't feel <laughs> because I don't know who nobody is. Uh, yeah, I you know. Okay. Well, this this was this was an interesting episode, especially with the you know double elimination. Yeah. For Group B, mm-hmm. and when the seahorse performed. There was a whole lot of Girl Next Door clues. And she had a solo album that went platinum. Right. We found that out last week. And she has a whole lot of church clues in her package. Really? Yeah. So I was like, I don't don't know who that could be. But I feel like they grew up in a church. They started off in the church. And the panelists guessed Kesha, Kelly Pickler, and Sia. Right, right. Now, I I don't know too much about Kesha, apparently. But... Mm -hmm. So, that might be her? It might be. It might be her, but... Now, uh, in the Crocodile, they had uh, step-by-step clues. You remember that show... From back in the day. Wait, what, what, what's the name of it again? Step by step. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Step by step. That show keeps coming up in the crocodile's uh, clue package. Uh-huh. And then, what his major clue was he was in a cult classic movie. Mm. So that was very interesting. Yeah. And it they said Gerard Leto. 
uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Knight, mm-hmm. Justin Gordon, and Winston Cho, and Michael jo- Jonathan. But uh, I honestly am thrown all the way off with the crocodile. I have no clue, even with like the connections that they made and the, <laughs> the extra clues that they gave us, girl. The crocodile has taken me all the way off. Right, right, right. I have no kind of guesses for the for the crocodile. Yeah. No, none whatsoever. Now, spoiler alert. I'm going to tell you one of the people that went home. So if you ain't see it yet, which you should have because it's coming on tonight, watch him call it went home. No. And it was it was Lonzo Ball. And I wouldn't have either. But Ken said it. He said it at the top of the show. And when he said it, it clicked to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that could be him. Like, it made sense. And Ken was so hyped. He was right, girl. <laughs> he jumped out his seat. Look. Because he ain't never right. Look. <laughs> His clues would be so outlandish. Okay. And then there was the serpent. Now, the serpent has a connection with Dr. Drew, who was on last season. And that could be any dang body, because Dr. Drew knows a whole bunch of celebrities. Right, right, right. But he sang with one of the panelists before. And they guessed Jamie Foxx, Donald Faison. And I was with the Donald Faison. I thought it was Donald Faison. Right. Dr. Elvis. And they guessed uh, Devel Diggs and Tay Diggs. But the serpent went home too. And it was revealed that it was Dr. Elvis. It was the singing doctor. And he sung with Nicole on the mass after show. So, girl, I'm I'm hyped for tonight. I'm looking forward to tonight and tomorrow. I want to see who go home. Right. Because this. That's what everybody look. Everybody just want to see get to the mass. They want to get under the mass. Right. But that's the excitement of the whole show. And you know now they have the mass Dancer coming next month. Oh, my gosh. Not the mass Dancer. Yes. That's going to be very, very interesting. We're going to tell y'all more about that as we get closer to that. But <laughs> But you know what else comes on? Grey's Anatomy comes on. That's my show. But we got to wait two weeks for uh, the new episode. Because they're going on their holiday break. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it frustrates me that they do that because they just came back. I know, I know, I know. But listen, have you ever thought about, because what I did was I uh, watched all the the old episodes, you know, and, 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 and so I noticed a few things, like, okay, Remember Callie? I do. Okay. 
Okay, so you remember when Callie uh, got with George, right? They got married, right? I do. Remember that? Okay, so, okay, so remember, I think I have to go uh, back before that. Okay, why was Callie, if she got, if she was, if she got money every month from her trust fund from her parents, mm -hmm. she had some type of trust fund or something that she was, she was getting paid every month because when she married George, they were in a hotel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why was you in a hotel when you getting all this money every month from your trust fund? And then George got mad. He said, "Is there anything else I need to know?" So my thing is, why were you in a hotel? Why would you have your own space and you're spending money on a hotel? Because and, 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 and you got caught by a uh, uh, Weber dancing in your underwear. But remember, in order for her to keep getting that money, she has stipulations going yeah. on. Her family had her under like strict, strict instructions. She had to be living her life a certain kind of way in order okay. for them to I keep providing. I missed that part because the daddy didn't know that she. Okay, so she was married to George, though. This was a man. So why? I don't. I don't understand that part. I, you you, you got to go back because if I'm remembering correctly, the the uh -huh. family wanted her to live a certain kind of way. And so in order for her to keep receiving the money, she couldn't tell them how she was living. If I'm remembering that, that part of the story correctly. Okay, so I missed that part. So what was the stipulation? Like I said, she was married to a man. I know the father was not cool with her being married. Uh, you know, being in a relationship with a woman. So, what was his problem with her being married to George? I don't think. I don't think. I think it was his like his degree, like his pedigree. Yeah. I think they had okay. like, if, yeah, I, I, if like I said, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was certain stipulations on who she married and what job what she I had know? and stuff like that. I want to see that episode because I, I definitely haven't seen that one. I, I never did understand that part. I said, well, she got money. Why is she saying, why is she, why is she living in the hospital? And then why is she staying in the hotel? That's, that's ridiculous. If she got some money, if she got some coins coming in, what's the problem? Yeah, you so, know. Well, okay. okay, all right. Well, I'm, I'm more interested in Gray's, Gray's uh, new episode coming up. Because uh, I want to see who she, who else she sees. Who what? Who else she sees, who else she comes across. Uh-huh, doing her episode of her having the COVID. Yeah. Mm. You think she going to see, do you think she, because she's, she's looking at Derek right now. You think she's going to see some other people? Yeah, they said, they ended, that's how they ended this episode with her uh, seeing somebody else. Oh, see, oh, see, now, I, now, I love Grace Natalie. Who, who did she see? Who 
Yeah, they didn't tell they didn't tell us, but she gonna see somebody else from her past. Oh, who is this? And why is she always dying? What's wrong with her ass? That's I like I told you, I think I think it's coming to an end. There's something wrong with her butt. I mean <laughs> girl, you always trying to drown Submerge yourself in water in the bathroom, and come on, girl, what's up? Yeah, she, she, she always got a lot going on. I'll say that. <laughs> she she come on, Mariana, come through. What's happening? Girl, oh, we, we need to talk up for life. That came back, snuck up on me, cause oh, I wasn't okay. prepared. They didn't advertise this well <laughs> this season. Okay. Because I just happened to turn the channel and hello for life was on. Wow. And he okay. getting out of jail. So I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, if y'all been following along with For Life, it is back. So make sure y'all catch up. The first episode is already aired. And you can get it on Hulu if you don't have you know regular T V. Yeah. And then uh, All Rise is back as well. Oh, and their okay. first episode, girl. Was it, it It's dealing with the fallout of a, like a riot that all of them were involved in. Okay. And it's a protest turned riot, COVID, Black Lives Matter. All of that wrapped up in one. And so when we come into the season, the judge is pregnant and she's dealing with the backlash from this protest. Oh, okay. So, girl, it's, whew, that was a lot to unpack. Oh, okay. Again, that is all rise. And this season is going to be fiery. I'm looking forward to it. And then I stumbled upon a new show. It's called Blue Sky. Okay. Now, uh, this show comes on at 10 o'clock. Okay. And their first episode is very controversial because of how it ended. Okay. Now, this show is about uh, this town where all of these girls go missing. And it just so happened that the you know the girls are prostitutes, but this police officer, his daughters go missing. They're on a road trip, you know, traveling through this town, and they go missing. So he ends up going to the town to try to find them. Really? And he comes across this, you know, the town sheriff. Mm-hmm. Who's supposed to be helping? Right. But he's involved, and I'm gonna leave mm-hmm. it at that. I'm not. I'm not gonna say no more, cause. <laughs> okay, man, it was getting good. Yes, I, and it's like listen, uh-huh. because if I say any more, I'm gonna give away the whole first episode. Okay, alright. Right. I gotta watch. Yes, yeah, so make sure y'all go check it out. And we got two nights of Mass Singer. Make sure y'all hitting us up with y'all guesses. I'm gonna be going live in our our group, Cooking with Positivity, listeners and guests Come connection. On. Come on, don't make me feel bad, y'all. 
that I, I don't know nobody. nobody. <laughs> come on. Come through, y'all. Come on. Come on through. Y'all know y'all don't know nobody. No. If y'all do. Uh, well, we got some oh. investigative listeners because they be finding clues that I don't even. Yeah. I don't even spot. Yeah. I see. Now, if you ask me about another genre, I'll be open. Listen. But I'm just not. I'm just not. I. I. I'll be like, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> we got two nights of bad singers, so y'all got y'all chance to get y'all guesses in some more. It's a guest, y'all. And we'll discuss on Friday, Black Friday, because Turkey Day is tomorrow. Isn't that something how it just, it just crept up on us like that? Listen, <laughs> I'm not it's, ready. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm just for the regular. <laughs> oh, what? That. Make sure y'all check out these shows and let us know what y'all watching. We may want to watch it too. Yes. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Promos, promos, promos here at Cooking with Positivity. Author promos. You provide the book for us to read for our book club. We interview you and create a promo for your book. Business promos. Original created promo accompanied with video that will run on three episodes and shared on all social media platforms and podcast stations. Artist promo. Original creative social media video. Promo for podcasts. Interview. Highlight on Friday night. Shine. And Freestyle Friday. We'll be right back after these messages. We here at Cooking With Positivity love to support those who support us. Be sure to tune in for our Fun Free Friday episode where you can be a Fun Free Friday raffle winner and win fun prizes from my business, Lisa Deshawn's business, as well as some of our sponsors and some Cooking With Positivity merch. Happy listening. Are you guys enjoying this episode and want to be a part of the show? Be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, share, and follow us on all social media platforms that involve cooking with positivity. We can be found on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube under Zykea McCoy. Also on Facebook at Zykea McCoy Inc. Cooking with Positivity, the podcast page as well as Cooking With Positivity listeners and guest connection group. And ZykeaMcCoy.com. So make sure you join this positive movement. We would love to hear your story. Welcome back, guys. Now, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for Lisa Deshaun's Throwback Thursday Hour. As well as our Fun Free Friday episode. And be sure to pick up Danielle Allen's book. 
if you haven't already. And I want to leave you with this positive note. Think about what you are preparing for the year 2021. We know this year has been full of ups and downs, tosses and turns, socks and turvies, uncertainty. So all December long, we are preparing for the new year. We are preparing for new. So we want you to put some thought into what you're preparing for as we go into the last month of the year. And I hope everybody has a great and positive rest of their day and a great and positive rest of their week.